Good afternoon. This is Aurea. I am your host at this podcast, Being with Aurea. And I thank you for tuning in. You're just listening to the music of the first 14 years of my life. A lot of longing, a lot of praying, a lot of yearning, all of which served me so well. And yet, as I tune into the music, as I invite you to connect with your own yearning, with your longing, I invite you to face it, face your longing. This is why I come here. This is why I'm talking to you. Because the, this is a deeper story of mine. I'm experiencing a more profound depth to my own being when I'm out here talking to you, connecting with you, knowing that you're not just listening, but you're also connecting to a deeper part of you that wants to express, that wants to be expressed, that wants to be out here helping, supporting, encouraging. When I worked for a spiritual organization for six years, it was my last nine-to-five job, I went up to the spiritual director, and they have thousands of students and hundreds of publications and I asked him I said so what is it what is the secret what is the the key in your opinion and he looked at me and he said the yearning there's something about the yearning that connects us there's something about the longing that guides us I'll tell you guys something I've actually been pretty scared to do this show I find myself pretty terrified leading up to this my mind says no my mind says you don't need to do it you already have a job you don't need to do it you don't need to put yourself out there people people are already finding you because of the services you provide my mind tells me to keep quiet to just do what comes easier and my heart, my heart fights back. My heart says, show up. My heart says, come on on, talk to the people. Let them know what's inside you. Let them know that it's okay. Show them that it's possible. Show them that it, even though it may not be so easy at first, it may seem like a struggle. There's so many awkward moments in coming out and expressing and being yourself fully. I used to wait for my fears to go away or to think that I'm going to know what I'm going to talk about or to have some sort of agenda, to have an outline, to have a laser-like focus or to know what my niche, market, audience, yada, yada, yada. But that's all because I've been reading too many marketing books and perhaps clicking on too many Facebook ads that I would get sucked into but what am I going to talk about what's going to be my thing well I'm here to remind you and remind myself that my thing 
is me, who I am. My availability is my gift. Are you hearing that? My availability, my intention is my gift. And that is exactly what I'm here to inspire and encourage you to fill into. Your intentions alone, your yearning, your longing alone is all of the credibility and the skill set that you will ever need to show up. When you make the commitment with yourself that you will show up, you will be present, or at least you'll try, everything else flows. Everything else comes in naturally. Why? Why am I here? I'm here to help you format your life around what you love. Format your life around what you do naturally when you are in your heart. Format a life that has purpose, value, and meaning. It is a new reality now. I know you can feel the energetic shift. I know you can feel the change. It is a new time, a new opportunity for all of you healers, shamans, coaches, and practitioners of love of all kind to step out. There is a vacancy in the business industry market, whatever you want to call it, of people who actually care. There's a lot of people who say they care. There's a lot of good titles out there. But people who actually care, who make themselves available for other people, make yourself available for other people to unfold in your presence. Commit knowing that who you are is enough. Who you are trying to become will just unfold automatically. I've been wanting to do this for a while now. I sent a website link this morning that will house the recording of this podcast, which is beingwhatis.com. I registered the domain name four years ago when I started doing this work. And ever since, I must have bought hundreds of domain names and spent literally thousands of dollars on domain names alone. Not to mention design work and copy editing and whatever. And it was just a couple of days ago that I decided that instead of struggling and going in circles in which name and which title, to just go back to the original idea, to go back to what started it all, to go back to when it was pure and when I was excited about just being available for other people. Four years ago when I made the decision, I had a full-time job. I've been working nine to five in front of a computer, developing websites and managing teams of programmers. And that job I've had for six years, and every day I was walking around, pacing, looking at the clock, waiting for five o'clock, literally begging, crying, feeling depressed, just knowing that all I've always wanted to do 
is be available with other people, be present with other people in their process. But I didn't know how. I didn't know what would happen. And I can tell you right now, four years later, as I do have a thriving practice with hundreds of clients and a growing, growing circles of support, that it happened so naturally and so much different than I anticipated it. And I'm here to share with you and tell you that I did so much less than I thought I would have to. I did so much less than everyone would tell me to. But sticking to it, sticking to my own vision, knowing that the unfolding of my reality, the unfolding of my heart is inevitable as long as I pay attention and I tune in. Yes, I get scared. I have been scared. Yes, I get lost in the titles. But then I remember. I know exactly why I'm doing this. I'm doing this to support you. I am being this to allow a deeper expression, a deeper part of my soul to automatically be live with you. This is why I'm doing it. There's hundreds and thousands and thousands and thousands of people right now wishing and praying for a time where they can make a living, support themselves by helping other people. What a wonderful, wonderful gift to even have that desire. And I have seen so much trial and error and anxiety and such despair because we want to do it. We want to be out here. We want to be of service. And yet we get stuck. We get really, really, really stuck. So this is an example, a reminder that we are designed to follow our passions. Again, we are designed to follow our passions. This is something I've always known I was going to do. So my work has been to fight it less and to allow it to happen and also not to make it work, not to force it. Two years ago when I tried to launch a podcast, it didn't feel right. It felt way too awkward. I really, really, really wanted to do it and yet I just gave it time. And now as I'm sitting here in a professional studio with another community member who makes it his life to provide the space for me to do this, to sound good, to feel good, to be confident. I know why timing is so important. I know why it's important to have a vision, but to also allow the universe, allow life to come towards you. When Sam Libowitz, the owner of this studio and this business, when he came into my living room, I'm not sure how long ago, and he told me that he's got this alternative talk radio business. I knew right there and, right there and then that I, I don't have a way around it. I'm going to have to do it. There's somebody in my living room telling me that that's what they do. And all I have to do is just walk down a few blocks from my house and do it. And all of my hesitations and fears about quality and how I would look and who would get to it, that's his job. That's his responsibility. My responsibility is to show up. 
And that is something that you must, must acknowledge. And take a moment to realize that you really, really do not have to do as much as you think. But you, what you want to do is to keep the dream alive, or even better, to not let it fizzle out in insecurities and doubts and comparing yourself to other people. Do not compare yourself to other people. If I compared myself to anyone else, I'd be in a lot of trouble. And trust me, I have been. I'm 34 years old. I've been wanting to do this for as long as I can remember. And what I'm saying this is using the internet, using technology to share my availability, to be able to connect with callers, with listeners, with readers. And this is the beginning of my next revolution where I take my private work and merge it in my public world. Merging my inside with the outside. And that's the job, that's the role of a healer, a shaman, a practitioner of love of any kind, to help people merge their inside story and their outside story. So we live in one reality. We're, be, we're, we're being supported and protected by our own love. I will talk to you in a couple of minutes after we take this break. Thank you. About an hour ago, even less, just about actually, I was listening to this music because I sent it over to Sam last night. Um, and I had a really good cry just on the walk over here. And I was crying because I, I remembered that Edmund on last week's show was talking about just being in touch with my feelings or being in touch with whatever feelings come up in the moment and not push him away. And what I paid attention to, the reason for my cry, is I realized again how scared I am. There was this fear, this bottled up fear, and the music, and in preparation, just walking to, over to the studio, let out such a good cry. It was so releasing, just to know that this is the scary aspect, this is the scary part of this. The beginning, the unknown, the part where it doesn't flow exactly like I envision it. It doesn't come as easy. I don't just talk and the, the magic just continues to, to come out. There's parts of me that feel fragmented and, you know, I want to provide specific value. I want to make sure that I respect your time and I provide you something that you come back for and so on and so on. And all these fears and the, you know, the, the actual fear of being judged or not being good enough or just messing it up or even worse, messing up what I already have. 
losing what I already got, which I don't have anything. But then again, I've been enjoying tremendous growth in my life. I've been enjoying tremendous support in my life. And because of that, I'm actually taking more risk, which is my invitation to you. I've had, I mean, I started my, the practice, I quit my job about four years ago. And I thought that within three months, I'll be good to go. Within three months, I'll be self-sustaining. Well, it's just about a year, maybe even less, that I have a little bit more input than output. Meaning there's more money coming out, coming in than money being spent. And that's after four years and a a two-year-old baby and a move and whatever else I got going on. And really, really, really to know that, know that we wish that we all want to take that leap. We all want to take that jump, but we're so afraid. And I can tell you that it works. It really, really, really does. It's not as fast as you'd like it to be. It never is. But it does work. When my three-month cushion disappeared, that's when I started taking more risks. That's when I started acting as if what I already want is true. That's when I realized I don't have a choice but to just be from the place, act from the state of being that is the person that I'm actually becoming. And... The, the past two months, I've actually experienced and seen growth that I could only imagine and fantasize about. And what am I doing immediately, right when I see the growth? I am literally tripling my investments. I am putting all of the input right back into my work. I'm committing to a lot more uh, money and time and people than I have before in levels that I'm really, really not designed to be comfortable with. Uh, I I have committed to increase my expenses in over, over three times that it was two months ago. Three, maybe even four times. And I wake up in the morning sometimes going, oh my God, I just committed how much? Like four, five thousand dollars in just renting spaces all in the next what six weeks really uh i'm committing to this software to this system really but i know this is exactly how it works this is how abundance works you must invest you must behave and show that you really believe that what you are doing is supporting life what you're doing is supporting other people and when you commit and when you behave and when you act in ways that are supportive to other people and to life itself life doesn't have a choice but support you back and you can't fake that you cannot just talk about it you gotta actually do it you gotta actually sign up take out the credit card write the checks do whatever it is that you want to be doing when you could do it now yes don't do more than you are uh, comfortable with meaning I always do a little more than I'm comfortable with but knowing that I can handle it knowing that I can handle 
the change. I can handle the reality shifting. I can handle the consciousness that I'm tapping into. There's something about the law of attraction and the law of reflection and the wonderful laws of the universe that always remind us that what we put out is what we get back. And it's so, so true. So I'm here to really invite you and encourage you and support you in that process of making yourself available. The only thing you have to be mindful is that it takes some time, and you know that. And when I say time, it give yourself four seasons. You're part of life. You're part of nature. Four seasons is a complete revolution, a complete cycle. Do the same in your life. When I signed up for this podcast, I'm not expecting anything in particular. I just know that I'm going to continue doing it. And perhaps in four seasons, I will know more about the sole purpose I have for this show. Uh, when I started doing a weekly class, I started doing it about two years ago in New York. And it took, it took about it, more than a year and a half for, for the class to actually become and be the original vision that I had. The original vision was me showing up in a class and then answering questions and being available to the people who are coming. And for the first year and a half, I spent a lot of time talking a lot, working on agendas, uh, literally trying to entertain the people that are coming to the room just because I didn't know what else to do. And now, after about 18 months, it come, it, it, I am at a point where when I show up to the class, I'm not worried about it at all. Because people come, they have questions, there are discussions. But I had to go through the first 18 months in order to enjoy the fluidity. Same thing with this podcast. I will show up here, I will hear myself in the headphones for as long as I have to. <laughs> because I know why I'm doing this. And I'm doing this to invite you, which is a good reminder Here's the phone number. Call in any time. Let's talk about anything you want. 877-480-4120. 877-480-4120. In the meantime, I'm going to read an email I got recently and show you that this is a pattern. So this is something I've been working with. And basically... This person is saying, I've been thinking a lot about my f luxing state or simultaneous experience of happiness and depression, confusion and a sense of love. I've been feeling pretty stressed, anxious and depressed and not sure how to go forward. It feels confusing to me to be happy one day and to be depressed the next day. Now, I will answer this person privately, but I'm here to remind you and to tell you that this is where everyone is at right now. We got one foot in heaven and one foot in hell. We are the hybrid generation. On TV and in the background, people are still killing one another. People are still fighting over rocks and land and ideas that do not serve anyone right now. And at the same time, there are people who are changing the world to the, to the better. There are people who are inventing uh, sources of energy that are renewable. There are people out here that are committing their life to do good. And 
this is the time where you cannot expect to always be happy. You cannot expect to always be in a sense of bliss, especially as you're changing, especially as you're transforming. This roller coaster is what we have. What you want to do is give yourself tools and give yourself the space to just be and to practice with what brings you back into your heart and to know how to ride the waves, how to expect the dip and just ride it, stay with it, don't make any decisions, learn how to navigate, that's the name of the game, navigating consciousness, consciously expressing your, you know, your own reality and that includes the back end, that includes the shadow, that includes the depression, that's that is the propeller that moves your life. The dance of the opposite and complementary. The dance of the female and the male aspect of your life. The light and the dark. The receiving and the giving. The pushing and the pulling. It's not about control. It's about letting go. It's about easing into it. It's about predicting your own patterns and not holding on to the shore. Not holding on so tight and give yourself a break know what nourishes you make that your quest make that your goal know what fills you up what provides you a sense of peace what dreams have broken your heart go for that what is inside you that feels so unexpressed and what is that expression? You don't have to have an answer. You just want to provide a space of invitation, a space of being to yourself. So over time, over a few seasons, you will start seeing the patterns. You will emerge as your own identity and as your own person and as your own soul that has so much to give. And your depression and your cycles you know, towards giving up will serve you as a platform to connect to where the people are at, to connect to your deeper, deeper truths, which include life and death, doubt and certainty. Use it, be it. Don't be afraid of yourself. Don't be afraid of the roller coasters. So perhaps. I'll talk to some of you next segment. 877-480-4120. I'll talk to you soon. I love how music brings up so much and so many different things to different people. I got the, what is it, the March of Death from someone and talk about depressed, just about the music. Now here's, here's a piece of music that growing up and still when I listen to it, I actually feel elated. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel embraced. I feel embraced by the divine feminine. If uh, you had to put something to it, again, perhaps it's a it's something that I can connect to on a deeper level. That I know, but I know it's not just true for me. Again, the longing, the yearning, the thing about falling in love and staying in love and coming back to love, it's always about that yearning. It's about that cleaving, that desire for union. You know, life split into a million, you know, seven billion of us, and the basic, basic relationship of life is the relationship of opposite and complementary. Anyway, you cut it, that's what we are here to do. We're here to come back to come back to ourselves, to come back in union with our counterpart. And as much as we try to actually do it, and the only way to really come back and connect fully is to die. When we die, we go right back into it. But for as long as we are alive, the yearning, the longing, the wanting, the desire, that's it. That's that, that. That's life. Uh, it's it's such a dangerous road to think that you're going to get somewhere. To think that at some point you're going to be with someone that will just make you so happy that all your troubles go away. I grew up uh, listening to this music, and we weren't allowed to listen to women or talk to women or even see women. Quite frankly, so there was this sense of you know in order for us to stay pure in order for us to stay righteous we needed to get rid of all temptations so we can stay stay on the right path but it's more a manipulative suppressed ideology that says that right now is not good enough that right now, the way we are, who we are, is not good enough, and we have to do certain things and work and be on a certain path in order, in order to be back with the divine. No, that's not true. We come back to the divine with our longing, with our singing, with our dancing, with our communing, with just getting together, just listening and talking to someone, really, really listening to someone. Is the most sacred act you could do because you're coming back, you're connecting. So, whenever you're in doubt, whenever you feel down, whenever you don't know exactly what you want to do, how you want to do it, know that your depression, your longing, your yearning, is your greatest asset, is your greatest skills. How many artists and musicians, they go through so much heartache, they go through so much trauma just to experience this. Well, we have all the trauma we need. Just look around. We can see, you can feel the desire of the world to actually be together and connect I'm, I, these days I have uh, a good team. This is why I'm here. Because I have a good team that shows me my blind spot and helps me. And one of the best advice I've been getting lately, specifically about 
doing this show and whatever else I'm doing is that I don't have to do anything. And that always kind of freaks everyone out. But it's so true. Imagine that you really don't have to do anything. You just have to say yes to what comes to you if it feels good. You just have to show up to the places you're invited. Just like this radio show is being shown up to, you know, it, it was being given to me. It was being presented to me. Just like the space that I'm holding classes in was just a, you know, it was, again, somebody told me about it and all I had to do is show up. Showing up here today without a written agenda and an outline, even though there's a part of me and people will tell me, no, do it, have an agenda, have an outline, have a structure. I totally get that. But there is something to the practice of just showing up that you ultimately want to be at. You want to be comfortable with the idea that it's true. Your availability is your gift. Your presence is what's required. Everything else in your life is about self-care. Everything else is about putting up structures that would invite the world to support you. Putting up and immersing yourself in environments where you can be seen, you can be supported, that you have the space to just be you. And then let the magic unfold. My personal vision and intention for a while has been to become and to be example of possibilities, positive possibilities. Not anything in particular, not to fill in a specific role, but to just be an example of possibilities, to go from dreaming to realizing. And in order to do that, you do have to have the courage that you wish you would if you can. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you never have the courage that you wish you would have. You just, it's about jumping in. It's about doing it. The courage comes with action. I know that I feel better about this show after the show than before the show for a while. And perhaps at some point, I won't know any difference. It will just come natural to me. But I will always appreciate this show. I will always, always appreciate the first few shows, the first few episodes where I just needed to show up, where I just needed to close my eyes and talk into the microphone. That's, and it's okay. It really is okay. It's okay to get messy. It's okay to get vulnerable. As a matter of fact, as a healer, as a coach, as a practitioner of love, it's important for you to embrace the raw side of life, to embrace your messiness, to embrace your shadow. And when I say embrace, I mean experience it. Do not fall into the right or wrong categories. Do not trap yourself in a specific role. Right now, the world is open for us, for all of us, to do whatever it is we want. We have the space to blah and to blab and to try. The truth is, you know, people who care, people who pay attention, they don't mind this raw state. They don't mind, you know, a little bit of awkwardness. And the people who don't care, who are not into evolving and growing up, they're not listening anyway. 
Give yourself the space. Restore faith in your life. And that takes time. Let go more. Give yourself more and more and more time. And again, I always tell people, can you be patient for one year? Could you handle one year with no seemingly external changes in your life? Could you go on with your plans, with your intentions, with your vision, right now, knowing that for the next four seasons, what you want to happen is not going to happen? It's just not. It's going to happen differently. Can you take that step? Can you wake up every day for the next 12 months not knowing exactly what's going to happen, but knowing that everything is happening perfectly? It's worth it. Do it. Time flies. A season comes and a season goes, and before you know it, the next step reveals itself. You can never, ever fail. You just can't. You may stop trying, but that's not true. Anybody that's listening right now isn't in a place that would stop trying. Even if you really, really think that you want to give up, you don't know what to do, that's just BS. You know you want to do it. You know you want to be available. And that's enough. In the upcoming segment, we can talk about what practical things you can do to format your life around what you like. What practical things you can take part in and you can be a part of in order for you to embrace the healer, embrace the shaman, embrace the coach within you so you can actually support yourself. So you can experience life supporting you and this magical journey of all of us coming back together. All of us figuring out different ways where we can support one another, sustain one another, and enjoy each other. Enjoy this ride. I want to talk about self-care for a minute. What does self-care mean? Self-care is doing whatever it takes in order for you to feel peaceful and relaxed. Maybe not all the time. 20 minutes here, an hour here, two hours here. When you're peaceful, when you're relaxed, when you're inside your body, life's intelligence speaks through you and guides you. Self-care, for me, is taking two hours to be with myself. Self-care is taking a walk around the block for 20 minutes. Self-care is driving over to a lake and taking a plunge and coming back home. Spending time with myself. Self-contemplating. Knowing, knowing that my deeper essence and my soul is the driver, is the guide. So for me, self-care is the key to formatting a life around what you love. We'll be back in a couple of minutes.
this is this has been fun for me the past 45 minutes and quite frankly it's one of the longest 45 minutes <laughs> over the past couple of months and i guess there's a deep part of me that anticipated it uh, i have some experience in doing new things and but these kind of things where i'm live where i'm live and raw and unedited is the hardest and the most fun there's a part of me that really 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 enjoys the risk of knowing that i don't know what's going to come out next and yet i give my soul the space the room to do what it wants to do and as time goes on is i cultivate more presence in my own being in my own sense live my mind will be less fragmented my mind will be less worried about what to say next and just allow it to unfold so take notes and see that even the beginning parts of sounding whatever it is fragmented or awkward to me at least it's wonderful it's great it's where you want to be you want to be messy you want to be in the middle you just want to start doing things i want to let you know about a event i'm doing soon in new york city at crs which is the center for remembering and sharing and it is on 9-11 september 11th and it is a panel with a few different speakers about making the choice for peace because all of this work that we're doing is ultimately to allow and encourage and inspire harmony and peace in the world it's one thing to talk about it it's another to experience it and it's a whole other thing to actually go into the places where we still do not like one another where we still pretend that we're disconnected and fight each other and acknowledge that peace is a choice peace is really really a choice i grew up hating i grew up alienating i grew up feeling hate hated and alienated and for most of my adult life i definitely spent my my time or my consciousness feeling like i do belong to a superiority complex club to a clan that really believes that they're the best and in order for the peace to really take you know to have a chance we have to we have to tune into this place inside and realize do you think do you believe that you are better than everyone else do you believe that your people your clan your color your you know whatever it is the group of people that you're with do you believe that because of what you know because of what you believe makes you better it makes you more ready it makes you more connected and that's the place that superiority complex is what I want to talk about and we're going to talk about as a, a bunch of us in a panel there are going to be Jews and Muslims and everything in the middle so I'll put up more information on my website beingwhatis.com but I just wanted to point it out that peace really is a, a decision it's a choice it's, it's self-awareness 
It's honesty about your own superiority complex. It's honesty that you, you know, really want to be right. And you may not give other people a chance because you're afraid of being wrong. You're afraid of not being safe. So what is, how can you start? If you want to format your life around what you love, and I'm talking to you people who want to be available for other people, who want to be supported by life, by supporting other people. What's the best way of getting started? How do you know what it is that you want to be doing? Well, you go out and you look for experiences that you enjoy. You go out, you look for people, for events, for seminars, for practitioners, workshops, whatever it may be, especially in the field that you want to get into. If you think you want to be a life coach, if you think you want to be a yoga instructor, if you think you want to be a shaman of some kind, go. Find these people. Find coaches, shamans, healers. And attend classes. Attend workshops. Pay to get service. If you think you're going to get paid to do this for a living, you bet you're going to have to pay someone. You're going to have to experience that exchange. You cannot expect people to come to you and pay you and support you if that's not something you really believe in. And the only way you really know if you believe in it is if you participate in the same game. If you play the same game that you want to be playing. You don't know exactly what it is? Try it. Do different things. Go to different classes. I have a friend who finished yoga training and... He had lots of ideas and lots of fantasies about being a yoga teacher, and it really helped him. It really did. Uh, he got he he got in such a good state of mind and heart and physically that for him being a yoga teacher it just seemed like so natural. And then when he finished the class, he he didn't really start. He he never taught. He he never became the teacher that he thought he wanted to be. So I asked him, I said, let me ask you a question. Why aren't you doing it? He says, well, I really don't see myself getting paid for this. I just, I just can't see it. And I asked him, I said, okay, what do you pay for yoga? He said, I don't. I actually barter. I, you know, I pay very deep discounts. And that's the key for, for this specific person. He cannot see himself teaching yoga because he's not participating in someone else's yoga game. You want to start doing things, participate in other people's offering, participate in other people's games. Show the world that you are exploring this, that you're interested. That's the best way I have found to go on this journey of, you know, doing what you love and being what you love. is to go out there and experience other people doing this. To really, really admit that this is your world, this is your reality, especially if it's stuff that you mock and stuff that you judge, this is exactly what is happening to you. If you mock and judge others, you're secretly mocking and judging yourself. So pay attention and stop just thinking about it and go out and behave in the same way you want people to behave with you. It took me a long time to stop haggling and asking for discounts all the time. 
And I only stopped doing it because I realized that that's what, that's what I'm inviting. That's the reality that's happening to me. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I've noticed that really what I put out there is what I get back. And guess what? When I started paying full prices, participating fully in other people's games, it happened right back to me. So my recommendation is, A, go out there and start participating and exploring in other people's games. Start seeing what it is that is enjoyable for you. And then when you know, when you know this is fun for you, then that's it. Then all you have to do is start finding your own way, your own expression of the same game. And the only way to find it is to do it. And the last suggestion I have for you is to only do one thing. To do one thing a week for a while. Look at your to-do list and just pick one thing. Do one blog post a week. Do one gathering. Do one phone call. Do one, you know, action. One action per week, one season, three months, and you'll see it will change your life. I'll talk to you soon. This has been great. It's been fantastic. I will miss and love this first few shows. And anything is possible. Love is possible. And we do make our own reality. I'll talk to you guys next week. Music